we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Forces will come to your aid. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our Mighty Force will be coming to our aid tonight here on the Animal Farm. We will indeed be having Jack Blood on the program tonight. Today is Thursday, March 6, 2008. I am Ben Miller, and I'm chilling here with my fellow thought criminals, Tony Pax. Hello, Ben. And we got Pyeth on the soundboard as Hello. always. Website, folks, animalfarmshow.com. It's animalfarmshow.com. Number to call in tonight. It's 888-202-1984. Let me repeat that. 888-202-1984. No coincidence on the 1984. Also, you could drop us an AOL instant message. Our, uh, our screen name is Animal Farm Show, all one word. And we got a rant line coming up. Tony, you want to tell people about the rant line we got? I certainly do, Ben. We're trying to give the people listening to our show and the folks out there a chance to voice their opinions and uh, without having to call up, basically. So uh, you actually will have to call our Skype line, 914-613-3166. It is active as of now, Ben. We're trying to improve the messaging system. Now it's a little bit strange. So give us a call. That number, once again, is 914-613-3166. Don't call us now. Call us afterwards, so otherwise um, we won't be able to get the message. But leave a message, and you can pretty much use any obscenity you want. We will cut the curses out, Ben. We won't play them on the air, of course. But, again, we want to give you, the listener, a chance to voice your opinion. Absolutely. And if it's, if it's late after the bar or something, you want to do that and, and want to make <laughs> yeah. it funny, it's, feel, free, feel free to um, do that. We, 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 yeah, we, we <laughs> actually, Ben, that's the funny thing. We encourage, as opposed to calling us live on the air, we encourage you to call up as drunk or as whatever <laughs> as possible just so we can have some humor in the show uh, to talk about with, with Joe. Just like last week. So we are going to be having Jack Blood on uh, in the next half hour or so, um, but we are going to go over some quick news right after this short break. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on Be the People's Radio Network. Visit us on the web at animalfarmshow.com. Give us a call at 888-202-1984. Well, there's a big health concern in Las Vegas, Nevada. 
dealing with a clinic that may have infected 40,000 people with uh, HIV and hepatitis. Love clinic is closed. No, yeah, keep in mind, the number is just a suspected number. We don't know for sure. Associated Press reports that the city of Las Vegas has shut down a clinic where up to 40,000 people may have been exposed to hepatitis C and the HIV virus through the reuse of syringes and vials, officials said on what? Sunday. Yeah, hard to believe. The clinic at the heart of the scandal, the Endoscopy Center of Southern Nevada, was served with an emergency suspension of its business license, city authorities said in a statement. Officials are asking about 40,000 people to be tested for hepatitis B and C and HIV because of unsafe medical practices at the clinic. Health authorities launched an investigation into the clinic after six former patients were diagnosed with hepatitis. Check this, Ben. Nurses at the clinic were told to reuse syringes when administering anesthesia. Aren't those no. pretty cheap? And, well, I mean, yeah, perhaps, but that's that's a golden rule. You just don't do that. And to reuse vials of medication additionally. Uh, the city said all this, uh, citing a probe by public health agencies. The local prosecutor's office said it, will, it was closely examining the case and raised the possibility of filing charges against the center. Hmm. Uh, the clinic did not comment directly on these allegations, but expressed concern for the patients infected and said it had undertaken new precautions. So I guess the only thing we could hope for is that the news is very good. But, I, you know, we'll, we'll try to keep you as uh, informed as possible. And this is no update that I could find. That's incredible. I, you know, that's a horrible way to, to cut corners financially. Yeah. Know? They, they, they actually had a program to hand out syringes to, to heroin addicts and drug addicts in, in Europe uh, to, to, yeah. to, to try to minimize the, the spread of disease and stuff by uh, people using other people's syringes and stuff like that. So the fact that they're telling these nurses to, to reuse syringes is like it's criminal. I think it's, I mean, bad. That's, that's, yeah, it's, it's bad enough that they're telling them that, Ben, but the other question I have is, as a nurse, how could you follow that practice? Yeah. How, how could you not say to yourself, well, no, you know, I'm not going to take a syringe from one patient, even if it's anesthesia, and administer it to another one. You've got to throw needles away. I thought that was common practice, but I'm obviously dead wrong. How many others have you done this to? <laughs> what gives you the right to hand out life and death? Fucking <laughs> okay. question. Um, and again, folks, we'll try to keep you up to date. If you have heard anything more, uh, let us know. But it seems like this is probably going to be handled pretty quietly, like so many of the issues coming out about health. And, Correct! Yeah, just, to, just to follow up on the health scene, uh, we did report to you two weeks ago about the government conceding the vaccine autism link uh, in a federal court case. Uh, just to give you a quick reiteration, after years of insisting there is no evidence to link vaccines with the onset of autism spectrum disorder, or ASD, U.S. government has quietly conceded a vaccine autism case in the Court of Federal Claims. The unprecedented concession was filed on November 9th and sealed to protect the plaintiff's identity. It was obtained through individuals unrelated to the case, but CNN Health... Uh, and uh, courtesy of Dr. Gupta, we have, yeah. we have a CNN report, so uh, check this out. Government health officials have just concluded that vaccinations may have triggered autism-like symptoms in a nine-year-old girl from Georgia. We're paging our Dr. Sanjay Gupta now. He's in Atlanta. So is, is the government saying here that these vaccines did cause autism? Because that would be a, a hugely controversial statement. They're not, they're not saying that exactly, John, but this is still an unprecedented case, uh, no question. This is the story of, uh, of Hannah, a nine-year-old girl now, who was, uh, who was a nor developing normally. Uh, she received her vaccines at her, at her well baby visit around 18 months of age. 
and then shortly thereafter uh, started to have some problems. Uh, she developed high fever, uh, she became inconsolable, she uh, started to regress in terms of her speech, in terms of her walking. Within months after that, she subsequently was diagnosed with something on the autism spectrum disorder. Uh, they took this case to a sort of a vaccine court, and the parents did, that is, and uh, now exactly what you said has happened. The, the, the court has ruled in favor of the parents, and they're going to be awarded money, saying that uh, we don't know exactly what happened here, but there seems to be some sort of link between the vaccine and the condition that Hannah developed. And Dr. Gupta here goes on to say that the court was talking about Hannah having an underlying gene condition, uh, something dealing with the mitochondrial part of the cell you know it's the powerhouse of the cell and apparently the court is also saying that the vaccines aggravated that condition and that she was predisposed ultimately uh -huh. and so they they go on well that's a similar case of what what goes on with uh, uh mercury um, but we, we could finish on that. Well, no, that, I'm glad you said that, yeah. Ben, because that's exactly what this is getting to. I'm the, glad you, the you did The court put it specifically like this. Take a look at how they specifically addressed the situation. They said the facts of this case uh, meet the statutory criteria for demonstrating that the vaccinations significantly aggravated an underlying mitochondrial disorder, which manifested as regressive encephalopathy with features of... Yeah, I have trouble with that word, too, doctor. <laughs> ...spectrum disorder. John, what that means, basically, is what they're saying is, look, she may have already had something that predisposed her to developing this autism spectrum disorder. Uh, she never had any problems with this mitochondrial problem, but the vaccine may have somehow worsened it. We, we, we we've talked to lots of people over the last week about this, John. The Department of Health also released a statement, and we asked them specifically about this, and they say that vaccines do not cause autism and has never concluded in any case that autism was caused by the vaccination. John, if you're a little bit confused by that, so are we. Uh, you're hearing sort of two different things from the court, a uh, different thing from the uh, Department of Health, but that is sort of the, the, those are sort of the ingredients of this case, John. I mean, it seems to be pretty clear, Sanjay, that, that, that the court is saying that this, that the vaccine could have triggered uh, an underlying condition that was, that was dormant and not creating symptoms. Could it possibly then be extrapolated that with other children who develop autism, that the link isn't necessarily the vaccination that's causing it, but maybe triggering other underlying symptoms to manifest themselves? Yeah, and then again, here we go now, Ben. So the, the, I guess it was unprovoked. I'm not really sure, but the host of the show goes on to talk about Thermaris. So Thermaris, I can't pronounce it correctly. You know, and it's important to point out with Hannah's case specifically, this girl I was talking about, that her vaccines were given at a time when thimerosal, this mercury mm -hmm. preservative, preservative, was still present in the vaccines. Uh, they are no longer present in pediatric vaccines, but uh, it, even though they the are, whole, you know, that's that's something I want to find out, but I'm not going to contest. Hannah Worms opened up about thimerosal again as a result of this case. Right? Yeah, and also thimerosal is present in some flu shots as well. So. That's correct. So out of the pediatric vaccines, but still present, uh, have been present for some time in flu shots. Uh, you're right. Yeah, go get your flu Government shots, Government health officials. <laughs> go get your flu shots. Quick, don't walk, just run. Yeah, yeah and, and again, that's there's there's two things there, Ben. There's I want to find out because I have not heard anything about um, their thimerosal, I'll use it, their mm -hmm. pronunciation, not being in the pediatric shots anymore. In fact, I know that Bush threatened to veto a ban on thimerosal being in there. It's a preservative, folks. It's a preservative that contains mercury yeah. uh, in the vaccines, and I've never heard of, of pediatric vaccines of them being taken out. Yeah. Of thimerosal being taken out, so we'll look that up and we'll let you know. But it, you know, finally, we're getting some idea of 
a court case that might justify the link. Well, I'm glad that they talked about the the dormancy in the you know in the in the child that they were talking about. You know how a lot of times with the with mercury, that's what happens is there's there's a dormant gene or something like that's happening that's limited to a, a few uh, people. But then when they take the the mercury filled uh, vaccinations or whatever like that, it just it gets it. it stimulates that gene i guess and screws them all up and this you know this is the things that they don't test when they test uh with people and that's that's one of the reasons why i believe one of the reasons why autism is up you know however thousands yeah. of percent it's up yeah autism, decade or two. yeah autism is up it is incredibly uh the numbers have risen amazingly uh, just unbelievable numbers and, and it's a epidemic proportion type problem and just my logic is is very simple on this issue ben it's um if if, that, if anything containing thimerosal has any scrutiny at all, people feel that there are links between health problems after they get shots. It doesn't have to be just pediatric involved shots. It could be the flu shots. Um, we got to get rid of it. we got to find a different way to preserve the, the actual... Or don't preserve it at all. Well, Spend well, the extra money. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, it's only oh, worth yeah. a human life or two. No big deal. <laughs> talking business here, Ben. <laughs> Everything revolves around the dollar. I mean, I'm just trying to give a practical idea. And, uh, and bottom line, though, we got to find out. Uh, and folks, if you have any information, give us a call. Let us know if, if, if indeed the shots given to these children. I mean, in this case... Uh, this article that we read to you two weeks ago, on just one more statement, it's so important to, to realize how many shots they're giving these kids at once. The doctors conceded that the child was healthy in this case and developing normally until her 18-month well baby visit. The well baby visit. Mm. She received vaccinations against nine different diseases all at once, and two of those contain thimerosal. Ben. So, oh my God. Yeah, it's even Ouch. even if there's not a clear, provable link. There are problems, and again, we have to address these problems. These are these are babies, Ben. Yeah. They're not even children; they're babies. Yeah. And, and they're getting you know, shot off with all this all this stuff at once. You know, it's yeah. like a lot of a lot of adults have a hard time taking the flu vaccine without without some some crap happening to them. You know, we were talking; we had gotten uh, instant messages on our show talking about uh, arms turning blue, going numb. Um, you know, people, people getting <laughs> yeah, and adults, people getting physically sick Holy and having crap. having to go home from work and stuff like that because they had just taken the shot. I mean, it's just what are you doing? Why are you taking that crap? Yeah, and you know, and just to just to keep level headed about it, the idea, in my opinion here, the idea of a vaccine is is great. You know, the idea that you can prevent uh, you know very harmful disease to your body by taking a vaccine. I think that's a great idea, and the idea of it is perfect. Um, the problem is the practice is not. The practice is very flawed in a lot of ways, and it deals with everything from the flu shots to all the way to pediatric vaccines. And, and again, I mean, how strong can a child, an infant or even a baby's immune system, how strong could it possibly be at 18 months uh, to be able to take nine shots in one day? Yeah, to me, a... logically, there's a problem there, and I'm not a doctor, but take it for what you will. Yeah, definitely. Are you a doctor, aren't you? <laughs> oh boy, and definitely uh, from a logical standpoint, I, I agree with you 100%. It's kind of like, what a, you know? Yeah, and again, I've talked to people before, and, you know, I've mentioned this, and I've said, you know, what are your thoughts on it? Do you think that there's a problem? And it just seems like a lot of people have this mentality, well, you know, there's there's really not even that much in it. And, you know, it's it's below FDA regulations, you know, not a big deal. There's it's just, yeah, yeah. Just, like, just like the same amount of fish. And I just, I got to shake your head. I'm like, you might eat sushi today that has X amount of mercury in it, but we're talking about. 18-month-year-old babies here, and yeah. I think the body is quite in a different state at that point, and I would I would have to argue that uh, generally an immune system is a lot stronger for an adult than it is an 18-month-year-old baby, but whatever. Uh, prove me wrong. Let us know. 888-202-1984, and again, you can instant message us uh, at Animal Farm Show, one word, A-I-M. But Ben, uh, you know, like always, there's plenty to talk about tonight, and I just want to say thanks 
to all the callers last week. I listened back to the show and we had some great callers last week. And I just want to say thanks for all the support and the emails too. We've been getting some great emails. And um, yeah, you know, people Thank are you. people are getting involved with the Animal Farm folks, and we really appreciate it. And uh, there was uh, a couple of emails that we got. There was one in particular where uh, I won't mention the name, but a gentleman had emailed us about the issue that we talked about briefly regarding the lead contained in the toys, the lead um, paint uh -huh. in the toys. And I'm not really sure. His argument was, you know, did you do your research? Do you have any It was, our, it was our first disagreement that we've ever had here on Animal Farm. It was the first time anybody ever disagreed with us. Somewhat. <laughs> and, somewhat. Somewhat, anyways, <laughs> and, and, and wrote us an e Well, I guess violently disagreed, not, or not, not violently, but vehemently yes. disagreed. With yeah. great vigor. You know, I, I, the argument was, and again, it was a disagreement, but it was, I don't know, it was almost like a challenge in my mind. The argument, uh, the challenge here, was that, you know, you dare tell people on your show to do research before you think or say what you want to say. <laughs> but, you know, have you done research on the lead? And I was expecting to see some really good evidence against yeah. the uh, lead in the paint of the toys coming out of China. We were talking about exportation out of China. And uh, so I didn't get that from the user, but I did I did say thanks. I mean, we appreciate anything at the Animal Forum. I do want to play the Lou Dobbs clip we played a couple months back talking about this. There's so much about lead in toys, folks. So when we get back... Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Lou Dobbs covering this issue. So stay tuned. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show. Stick around. Hang out with us. Chemtrails in the air, genetically modified clone processed food, poison water, radiation, and stress have reduced many of you into toxic cyber blobs. You can't go on like this, and I know you don't want to. Do yourself a favor. Do your country a favor. Be the best you can be and start taking Enerfood now. Enerfood is easy to prepare and cheaper than a cup of coffee to take every day. And speaking of coffee, Enerfood.com has the best all-organic fresh coffee ever. It's fair trade coffee infused with rainforest polysaccharides to, like Enerfood, improve your immune system and not destroy it. If coffee's not your thing, try the all-organic Cocoa Mojo. Enerfood is spelled E-N-E-R, enerfood.com, or give them a call at 866-762-9238. Mention WTPRN and save 10%. Try Enerfood because you can't be awake when you're always falling asleep. It's progressing, and it's only a short time until it's completely taken over every aspect of your life. We are entering martial law. There are ten telling signs of martial law. America has them all. Use the short time left to protect you and your family with the vital information in this book. Find this infobomb online in book form at survivemartiallaw.com. This book will tell you everything you need to know and how to prepare. Know exactly what you'll need to have hidden to live and how to survive under severe martial law. The worst part of martial law is in the beginning stages. SurviveMartialLaw.com will show you how to act around controlling troops, where to store life-saving supplies, and what to look for. Surviving can be difficult, but possible. Arm yourself with the knowledge, as this is the only weapon you will have to protect your family. Go to S-U-R-V-I-V-E-M-A-R-T-I-A-L-L-A-W.com or call 608-819-8011. Act today, as there will be no warning. Since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy has been the global supplier of the finest natural medicines. We specialize in keeping you alive and healthy. 
We provide outstanding products like ECX, colloidal silver, olive leaf extract, oregano oil, and hundreds of herbals, oils, books, and educational materials. We have homeopathic detox solutions for chemtrails, radiation, MSG, and aspartame poisoning. We also train naturopathic healers via correspondence education. Why wait any longer? Go ahead and do it today. Sign up on the web and receive our new 120-page catalog and a current Herbal Healer newsletter free. Simply log on to HerbalHealer.com and check out the online member testimonials and our hundreds of exceptional products. That's HerbalHealer.com, your website for safe, effective, natural alternatives and education. That's HerbalHealer.com. It's time to think outside the box with your host, Alex Anzari, from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Central, every Saturday, right here on We The People Radio Network. Eight 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 two zero two nineteen eighty four. 1984 Rich, hold on the line. We're going to take your phone calls in a bit. We were just talking about um, vaccines, and we had a Lou Dobbs clip that we were going to play. Yeah, well, just to preface it, too, Ben, and, and again, we, we welcome every email. We generally have gotten a lot of support and a lot of people agreeing with us, which is always nice, and, you know, I guess it's good for the ego, but we do want people to call in and tell us some different points of view because we certainly don't know everything. So we did finally get an email, a, a, a young gentleman here saying... Um, you know, about the lead and the pain. Just, I just wanted to play this Lou Dobbs clip. This doesn't prove anything. And, you know, we're not saying every toy ever ex- exported out of China has lead, but it is becoming a major problem, Ben. And I think during Christmas time, for whatever political reasons you want to talk about, it was exposed and it's been under quite the scrutiny. It's a lot of, you know, the microscope is on about this. So uh, I did want to play that clip. But um, before I do, I wanted to just talk about, I wanted to actually read the user's email, if I may. <laughs> I can't believe that in the same breath where you are raising the fears of lead paint on the toys, you also diss people taking things as truth without researching them. I assume you verify the lead in the paint with a question mark. So um, I'm going to dig up this clip, but then, you know, the the argument really wasn't there. I I was expecting kind of a a rebuttal. I was expecting something going over the top and say, well, what about this? What about that? And yes, you didn't verify and uh you know here's this this and this report that states that you didn't you know yeah. you didn't do your homework properly but, yeah uh, and, and i'm not singling anybody out here but it seemed as though the user was saying or the, the person uh, emailing us was saying uh, that the media was hyping it and that may be true but let's just hear a bit of Lou Dobbs, and we'll get to your phone calls american toy brands exposed american children to millions of dangerous toys just last year and federal government regulators were powerless to stop them and to protect American citizens. Today, our government assured Americans that things will be different in 2008, but there is absolutely no guarantee that those officials know what they're talking about, that they learned anything from their mistakes. Most toys are still made in communist China, and new recalls are occurring almost daily. Christine Romans has our report. From video games to soft toys, dolls to puzzles and games, toy manufacturers and importers are showing their wares to retailers and reporters. We plan on producing millions of these toys 
over the next 6 to 12 months. 25 million toys were pulled off the shelves last year for safety violations. Now the industry wants to put the year of the recall behind it. These are tested extensively. It's a big deal, especially coming after the year we came off of in the industry. Walmart and Toys R Us just announced stricter toy safety guidelines. The Toy Industry Association is closer to... I, I know, I, this is a long report. I'm not going to play the whole thing. The, the gist of the report is that there's a lot of... There's many new guidelines going into it now to, to fix these problems because there are billion-dollar lawsuits and there's a lot of... you know, And they recall billions of dollars worth of merchandise and stuff like that. So I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that a couple scientists have looked into it. I would say that, yeah. I mean, anytime businesses lose money, that's kind of when they, they do something. That's when they, they start <laughs> acting. And, uh, you know, we're not just trying to be the ultimate conspiracy theorist here, folks. You know, we know that lead was used in paint back in the day to paint your house. Um, you know, paint chips, you've heard that expression. We're not conspiring against you saying, oh, you know, the government's just going to poison you. The bottom line is it's an issue and it's something. And whether you think it's not, uh, large or small, let us know. But uh, additionally, you can check out that video. Just type in Lou Dobbs. Who's protecting you on YouTube? And you can also go to cpsc.gov, cpsc.gov. And there's hundreds, literally been uh, hundreds of issues, um, cases where toys have been recalled. So, Did you know. eat a lot of paint chips when you were a kid? <laughs> <I'm thinking. laughs> All right, we go to your phone calls now. Rich in New Hampshire, you're on the Animal Farm. What's up? Well, what's up is I've been listening to your com your comments about the vaccines. And, in fact, I, w I actually did a, a television, community access television show, and I interviewed the folks of Vaccine Liberation, and their website is vaclib.org. And I learned all kinds of interesting things, like, for example, diseases such as polio and so on had, had decreased on their own accord by about 90% before the vaccines were introduced, and then once they were introduced, they the rate of uh, these diseases jumped up again. Oh, wow. And, and also, there are other interesting tidbits, like, for example, there was one, I can't remember the doctor's name, but he said it is ludicrous to suggest that the smallpox vaccine wiped out smallpox when only 10% of the entire world's population was ever vaccinated. And my, my opinion is that the vaccines, it's a great hoax. It possibly... It could be a, a way of conditioning us that we don't own our own bodies and that it's a great, you know, they're, they can be used to inject RFID chips into, into human bodies. And so it may be a way of, in, who knows what, what uh, kind of chips have already been implanted in us. I don't know. But mm, I, don't, I don't trust vaccines at all. And I'll tell you what, I believe that, the, that vaccines and the medical industry in general get in entirely too much credit for the increase in in world population and in the life expectancy of industrialized nations i believe well, that, i believe that uh, the, the this has happened in spite of the medical industry not because of it and that the real credit goes to the oil uh, oil and all the things that that it makes possible that would otherwise not be possible in fact, if you were to look around yes. the room, you probably will not see a single item that was not made of oil, made with oil, made by machinery, run by oil, or transported by oil, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, Rich, I mean, I, I, I can't really speak for, you know, 
putting in microchips into people, but I mean, I, in terms of what you're talking about indoctrination and uh, getting people uh, used to the fact that they have to line up for their shots, I think is I think you're completely right on with that. If you just look at the last two seasons in general, I've I've personally seen a huge increase of uh, of people, you know, saying, "Hey, did you get your flu shot? Are you going to get your flu shot? What's going on with the flu shot? Let's go together and get it together. Let's make it a social thing." You know what I mean? So. Right, and if you don't do, and if you don't have that done to your kids, oh, there's something wrong with you, and it's only a matter of time. Well, I know, I'm sure it's already happened. Well, I know it's already happened. Children have been taken away from their parents or threatened to be taken away from their parents for not going along with this program. And yeah. there was a case, I believe it was in Maryland, Maryland, where they actually had people uh, lined up for vaccines at the at the point of gun in a courthouse. And uh, it was like the SWAT team was there to make sure that nobody would protest. Right. Yeah. Though. No, Rich. Uh, here, here's a, here's my take on it, Rich. My two cents. I like I like the line of thought, and I think it's so important. And a lot of times you talk this way in front of the normal person, the average person, the average Joe, and you always get this. Oh, you're just a crazy, you know, nut nutcase conspiracy nut. I like the train of thought. I think it's important to think about things mentally, physically. Uh, but for me, the other thing too, with the you know, just with the vaccines in general, it's a no-brainer. I'm not saying. Uh, ultimately that, yes, there's a complete link and it's proven and the government wants to kill us and they want to keep us dumb and kill our children. No, no, no. All I'm saying is that if there's any debate or any reason for us not to use thimerosal, a, you know, a mercury-containing substance to preserve our vaccines, we have to get rid of it. You know, if there's any controversy whatsoever, it's a no-brainer. We shouldn't even be going into this debate to begin with, but I, I like it, and I think you also use a very important word, which is hoax. You know, everything's a hoax, and um, with this issue, I was talking to some, I was talking to my grandmother and some people that obviously have been around for a while, and it was a different story back then. They have a much different take about vaccines, because they went through the polio thing, and, um, you know, they felt like, no, of course, you know, you have to vaccinate your kids, and when I told them that there were parents who um, actually were preventing their children from being vaccinated using the religious uh, issues and using the excuses they were they were appalled and they couldn't believe it but i think it's just there that it's it's just a tale of if you will a tale of two cities it's like back then and today and there's a lot of differences going on and i'm trying to explain to them well yeah but kids are dying kids are getting sick so right, i'm glad uh, and, most of those kids who got polio were vaccinated this is true. I mean, and again, I don't, I don't know. You know, I've only been around for so long, and, and I'm sure. You know, my my opinion is that ultimately vaccines were more effective back then, but that could be a complete naive statement. So, uh, you know, forgive me there, Rich. Thanks for the call. Uh, the other issue that you brought up too, uh, Ben and Rich also touched upon it was trust. Uh, it all goes down to trust. Never mind. The, you know, the cryptic truth behind what's going on. We have to think about, do you trust the government? The Pink Floyd question. And the answer is no. an, an astounding no. no. How lucky. No. <laughs> say it, say it. All right, folks, you're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show. Uh, when we get back, we're going to be talking to Jack Blood. So uh, definitely stay tuned for that. Yes, folks, stay tuned. Have you ever found a metal implant in your body? People who use Cardivite know about the pollutants in our body and want them out. For over five years, Cardivite has proven itself time-tested. Here's Dr. Matson, a naturopathic doctor's thoughts on Cardivite. 
In our mind, there isn't such a great big mystery to disease anymore. This basic tenet of yeast in the gut and metals in the liver covers at least 70-80% of the diseases that we see. When we do our program, you know, herbal formulas like Cardivite, and you see someone who could barely walk up a hill now going for regular jobs a few months later, we know we're doing something right. It's a well-thought-out formula. I mean, the idea of it working on yeast and metals both at the same time and liver function is dead on. It, you'll find, I think, that it'll work more than just on, on heart problems and circulation problems. It'll work on other problems as well. For more information, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit our website at www.heartdrop.com. That toll-free number again, 1-877-928-8822. Republican presidential candidate Ron Paul is unique. Congressman Ron Paul has a principled, consistent voting record that is not dictated by special interests in Washington. Ron Paul has stood resolute against our government's interference overseas, in our economy, and in our personal lives. Ron Paul is the champion of the Constitution. Ron Paul's candidacy is hope for America. Be a part of it. Join us. Thousands already have. Ron Paul has received more donations from men and women in the military than any other candidate. Don't believe the cynical lie that we can't fight the big money that funds politics as usual. People of every age, race, and background, united by a message of freedom, peace, and prosperity, are ready to take this country back. Learn more at ronpaul2008.com. That's ronpaul2008.com. This is Ron Paul, candidate for president, and I approve this message. This message brought to you by grassroots efforts to elect Ron Paul. Fabrique Nationale makes a rifle known as the Fusil Automatic Leger, or Light Automatic Rifle, considered to be the right arm of what's left of the free world. If you're familiar with FNFAL, then visit GunPartsGuy.com, an excellent source for parts, accessories, and technical support for all FAL rifles. If you'd like to modify or upgrade your FAL, the Gun Parts Guy has a great selection of new, refinished, and refurbished parts. The Gun Parts Guy doesn't have a federal firearms license, and he doesn't want one, but he is the source for parts and the best FAL kits today. Call James at 360-906-8369 or email GunPartsGuy at Hotmail. You'll be pleased with the personal care and technical support you get from the Gun Parts Guy. That number again, 360-906-8369. Whether you call or visit the website at GunPartsGuy.com, be sure to mention WTPRN to get an additional 10% discount off their already low, low prices. Online and on demand, this is We the People Radio Network. GCN Radio host is on the air with us right now. Um, and for those of you who don't know who Jack is, uh, Jack, can you give a little rundown of yourself and your bio, if you will? Okay, guys, thanks for having me on the show. I am a syndicated radio broadcaster, investigative reporter, sometimes blogger, who has been uh, doing what I can to expose the New World Order for the last uh, six-plus years. Awesome. Excellent. Let's get a round of applause for Jack Blood, folks. <laughs> the infamous Jack Blood. <laughs> 
I'm not used to uh, giving my own introduction, so we'll... Yeah, well, Jack, let's just start off with the, the first question I have. The obvious question, uh, Jack, I think you've actually even touched upon it today on your show, and I've been listening to your show for a while, but, you know, what was your, what crossed the line in the sand for you? What really got you into uh, getting into the radio business and start talking about the New World Order? What, what was your inspiration? Yeah, I was I was in radio, so it's you know you want to use the tools that are available to you when you know, scales fall off of your eyes, so to speak. So I was in radio and I was doing a music program, and something told me, and mainly for me it was the 2000 election where that was just openly stolen in front of the entire American populace. Not that we would have been better off with Al Gore or or worse off with George Bush. It was just the manner of which they openly stole that election. And I began my radio program, Deadline Live, about six months before 9-11. And we were building up to all of this. And, and then 9-11 happened. I was on the air for six or seven hours that day trying to make sense of that like everybody else. And then I began to do a little digging after that. And it was soon thereafter that I started finding some answers to questions I would really had all my life. But I have been a freedom activist and uh, someone who questions authority, a bit of an anarchist and a libertarian almost my whole life. Nice. So, Jack, what did you think about the, uh, just to jump to today's headline, what did you think about the uh, the nuclear blast in Times Square that changed the hearts and minds of all Americans and just felt around the world? Well, it's pretty convenient, uh, kind of like the ricin incident we had here uh, about a week ago, just when Senate Bill 1959, the Violent Radicalization and Homegrown Terrorist Act, is hanging above our heads, of course, the congressional version of this passed with H.R. 1955, and this basically means you can't say anything. If you say something that could be interpreted as uh, violent behavior or disruptive, uh, you will be branded a terrorist. So it's funny how just as they're trying to push these bills through, we start having a lot of these incidents. But the thing that amazes me is that when bombs go off in New York City, and uh, in this case it was, as you know, the top recruiting military recruiting office in the entire country this is the biggest getter they get the most people right there in times square it is an attack on the military now if that's not a terrorist act and they witnesses say multiple bombs were going off throughout new york city today then i don't know what is so somebody is not coming clean you know on the one hand you're a terrorist if you download music or if you jaywalk or you go to a protest on the other hand if you cruise by on your bicycle with a backpack and you throw some bombs uh... it's just mischievous behavior and by the way i was nowhere near times square today yeah well we're, we're a little bit out too we're about uh... You know, thirty five forty minutes away from times square but the, the bottom line jack everything just gets way uh, overblown you talk about the rice and incidents the same situation something happens the media blows it up and all people remember is oh yes i remember that rice and incident or i remember the anthrax or i remember the thing that happened in the world trade center so uh... you know they blow everything up and the word terror has just been absolutely raped by the mainstream media via the um, the bush administration and on top of it they're the ones who are the terrorists because they're using fear. Sure, we can go there, but at the same time, now I don't know who was responsible for these bombs in New York. I don't know who it was. They were small bombs. Uh, they call them IEDs, you know, uh, <laughs> improvised <laughs> devices, the same thing we hear that the Iranians are planting all over Iraq, allegedly, uh, even though the Iranians themselves run Iraq with the Shia-dominated government there. But let's not go into all of that. Uh, the fact <laughs> of the matter is, I mean, it, this would be terrorism almost by any definition. There were letters sent to, uh, I believe, congressmen, Democrats, uh, for whatever reason, and mm -hmm. uh, bombs went off. 
Now, is that terror or yeah. is that not terror? And the thing that bothers me is our government isn't calling it terror. And I have a sneaking suspicion that they have a much bigger terror event planned for us, and these aren't actually part of the plan. You see, so ultimately they want a clean slate. They want to be able to say that since 9-11, George Bush kept us safe and that when we begin getting hit by bombs or bio attacks or whatever else they might have planned for us in the fashion of a false flag attack. And well, we've been bad children. We probably need something like that, don't we? Then they can blame it on the, the new regime, the Obama regime or the Clinton regime, as the case may. Maybe I'm predicting Obama at this point. So you can blame him for being unsafe. They don't want that dirty record on their charts so that we can look back and we can say, well, I didn't like George Bush, but he did keep us safe. Now look at us. Mm-hmm. Well, that goes evil doer. I mean, it gives a good example of, of, you know, how the war on terror is really just a farce because, you know, if some guy could just walk up to a military recruiting center and just and just drop a, a bag there or a bomb and, and, and blow something up, it's... The war on terror really isn't yep. isn't real. I mean, I, I was you talking, just opened a huge can of worms with that one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, I I, I went into St. Patrick's Church with a uh, and I was videotaping something. I went in there with a tripod that easily could have contained a sniper rifle. You know, so I mean, the, the, you know, the fact that they're not checking things at any doors and and it, it's just it's just fear mongering. Yeah, with all these evil Muslims that want to get us, these evil Arabs or whatever they may be, with the wide-open borders, the wide-open ports, and, as you say, soft targets everywhere, it is amazing. There's no way, even if we had Homeland Security living in our houses with us, and we kind of do, there would be no way to really stop it if it was indeed intended. And I believe the excuse we've been getting from Condoleezza Rice is they've just been biding their time now for the last six or seven years. We've been torturing their children. We have been humiliating them. We have really, pretty much done just about every unjustifiable thing that you would need in order to go on some kind of a crusade or jihad, come over here and drop some bombs, yet they haven't done it. They're biding their time. They're waiting. And, yes, they're waiting for Obama to be president. Absolutely. And, folks, just if you are on hold wanting to talk to Jack Blood, uh, I've got Jerry and Callie, Tom in Delaware, and the like. Just stay tuned. We'll take your calls next segment. But, uh, no, Jack, you're absolutely right. And the other thing that I just cannot believe is the sheeple in this country, the people still asleep, just can't put the dots together. They cannot put the little tiny puzzle of three pieces together that there's a war on terrorism that's overseas, but the borders, our southern borders, are not secure. So terrorism could happen at any, any moment, and we literally have our government helping the Mexican government get their army through our borders to push the drugs in our country against the Minutemen. And people can't Run just think... Run that by me again. I don't understand that. Yeah, and so what's to stop, you know, Asby, Hala, Mandula, or whatever the hell the names they use, what's to stop them from coming in with a nuclear bomb? You know, it, the sure. logic just slips Well, what's mind. interesting about today is not only did we get the bombing in New York this morning, but also the <laughs> day they announced in Baghdad that we'd be withdrawing 2,000 of our troops, a massive bombings went, at, went over into the green zone, Boom, and all of a sudden, I guess we got to keep the troops there. Uh, I, this, of course, tells us all that uh, John McCain is right. We need more troops there and not less. But funny enough, the terrorists didn't wait for the troops to be withdrawn to take advantage. They did it as soon as the announcement was made, which would seem to say that they actually want more troops in Baghdad. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Uh, also, massive slaughter in Jerusalem today with that big conflict that they've been having, uh, which is really heating up now in Palestine with Hamas and Hezbollah. And I know people over there, and it's not that hard again for Hezbollah. They've got tens of thousands of rockets. They could launch them all at once on Tel Aviv and just wipe them off the face of the earth. Why aren't they doing it if they hate them so much? 
You see, none yeah. of this makes sense, and all of it is timed beautifully in order to advance the agenda and get to the Hegelian solution. Yeah. Now, Jack, you were mentioning before, and I'm not sure if I heard this correctly. Did you say that Democrats got letters in regards to today's bombing? Or That's were, or right. They got about... letters in advance. I believe they were pictures of the recruiting office. So it was some kind of coordinated effort. At least this is what the Politico.com is reporting. Eight House Dems get letters and photo of the New York recruiting station before the bombing. And they're wow. not mentioning so, who they are. So these are just Democrats. Do you think that this could be a similar uh, situation to what happened with the anthrax, where just the Democrats were getting the anthrax? Yeah, well, that's exactly what I started thinking about when I saw this, and it's very similar. It's a very similar pattern, and it's a message. Now, you heard Carl Rovia. I know you guys covered this, I think, a couple of days ago or last week. I think I might have heard it on Archive. When he says... Uh, that if we pull out of Iraq, all of a sudden we're going to be paying $400 barrel in oil. I mean, that's a threat. He's not yeah. just pointing that out because he's a nice guy and this is the side of the fence that he's on. That is a threat coming from somebody very powerful in Karl Rove. And I think that this is a threat. I think it's a threat to Democrats who might be feeling their, their uh, cojones right now and maybe think they might uh, partake in a few more investigations. Or uh, it could be a uh, overall message that uh, when you take power, you better watch it because we can get to you. I mean, who knows what's going through the heads. And it, this all could just be what it is, a bunch of giant coincidences is all lined up with a neat bow around it. It could be just that, but we owe it to the public. We owe it to ourselves to take a hard look at when all these things happen like this. Jack, we're coming up on a break, but uh, when, when we get back, I want to ask you about, uh, about John McCain and, and uh, some of the comments that are swirling around in the election. Um, so stay tuned, folks. Uh, give us a call in 888-202-1984. We're talking to Jack Blood. We'll be right back. God, I love freedom. This is Dr. Katherine Albright. I've got a hot tip if you'd like to save money when you travel. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com, your one-stop travel agent. Whether you're visiting relatives this Christmas, attending a convention, or just eager to trade the winter blues for an umbrella on a tropical beach, the Bannister Travel Group provides convenient online access to the finest travel and lodging choices available and at competitive rates. Check out their website and compare. I'm betting they can save you money when you book your next trip. And would you like to make money when others travel? View the presentation at BannisterTravelGroupInc.com to see how. Then check out TravelProInsider.com and TravelProIncome.com to learn more about this terrific opportunity. The Bannister Travel Group proudly sponsors Joe Bannister's Freedom Above Fortune radio show and hopes you'll consider them as your one-stop travel resource to arrange your next trip or help you pursue your own opportunities in the travel industry. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com. Visit them today. It's progressing, and it's only a short time until it's completely taken over every aspect of your life. We are entering martial law. There are ten telling signs of martial law. America has them all. Use the short time left to protect you and your family with the vital information in this book. Find this infobomb online in book form at survivemartiallaw.com. This book will tell you everything you need to know and how to prepare. Know exactly what you'll need to have hidden to live and how to survive under severe martial law. The worst part of martial law is in the beginning stages. SurviveMartialLaw.com will show you how to act around controlling troops, where to store life-saving supplies, and what to look for. Surviving can be difficult, but possible. Arm yourself with the knowledge, as this is the only weapon you will have to protect your family. 
Go to S-U-R-V-I-V-E-M-A-R-T-I-A-L-L-A-W.com or call 608-819-8011. Act today, as there will be no warning. Deadline Live and Jack Ludd are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the New World Order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. Lighting the fires of liberty with your host, Michael Badnarik, from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central, Monday through Friday, only on We the People Radio Network. In terms of where to get spend that $12 billion on the battlefield over there or on infrastructure and social programs here, doesn't Obama win? Well, Obama, it's a good argument for Obama, but I'm, I'm wondering where it goes, because it really is a very neo-isolationist argument. It basically says, you know, we should not be involved in the world because of the, the, the consequences to the budget here at home. Well, we were not involved in the world before 9-11, and look, what had, look at the cost of the American economy after a terrorist attack on the homeland. We lost a, we lost a million jobs in 90 days after 9-11. If we were to give up Iraq with the third largest oil reserves in the world to the control of an al-Qaeda regime, or to the control of Iran, don't you think $200 a barrel oil would have a cost to the American economy? $200 a barrel oil. So that's what we were talking <laughs> about, Karl Rove giving his little, uh, his little warning. Um, and, and Hillary Clinton just thanked Karl Rove today for a, a little plug she was given on Fox News. Uh, <laughs> oh, that laugh. Psychotic woman. And, and Jack, I have this article right here. Um, and, and generals are coming forth, or military uh, leaders are coming forth, and they're questioning John McCain's temper. And, and Hillary's commercial, she says, it's 3 a.m. and your children are safe asleep, but there's a phone in the White House and it's ringing. Something happened in the world. Your vote will decide who answers that call, blah, blah, blah. She spews on about, you know, it's 3 a.m. and I'm ready to take a phone call. And we were kind of joking around here that if McCain took a phone call at 3 a.m., he might relapse into some of his old war days and start throwing grenades around the, the White House and stuff like that. But what do you think about these sham elections that are happening right now? Well, first of all, uh, <laughs> there is no phone call that goes to the White House as if they're going to be the first ones to know and then they're going to get up at 3 in the morning and decide what the world should do all by themselves. If people believe that, we've got some real <laughs> problems, uh, much bigger than the ones I thought we had. Uh, secondly... <laughs> what do I think about the sham elections? Okay, well, we've got Democrats voting for John McCain so that they can put up the worst possible candidate that they can run against. We've got Rush Limbaugh and the rest uh, voting for Barack Obama or voting for Hillary Clinton, sorry, so that they can get the worst possible candidate on their side. Uh, this, this is beyond <laughs> sham. I mean, I can't even put it into words. 
I really uh, am ashamed of America that we had an opportunity to vote for more than one person that is principled and that is honest and whose track record shows that he can uh, talk the, or walk the talk, so to speak. But uh, no, we didn't choose that. We chose uh, the CFR, this Yale Skull and Bones. We chose uh, the George Bush family appointees. Uh, we've got the same people that we've had, and I've done the math for about the last 50 or 60 years since Kennedy. The same people running this country over and over and over again. But this time, we had an opportunity to do it differently. And I think that if we'd have gotten a little more coverage, if we've gotten uh, more of that sweet treatment that Barack Obama got for the Ron Paul revolution, it would be us now with a giant grassroots movement, us now with the lead and the edge in just about every poll, and us now that are about to go into the White House. Absolutely, Jack. And the other thing you touched upon, and, uh, you know, first off, folks, if you don't know who Jack Blood is, you got to listen to his show. you got to listen because he's got the greatest names for our beloved politicians. <laughs> and uh, you, you're cracking up all the time, Jack, and I know there's not much to laugh about these days. I understand that. But you did, uh, you were talking about the, you know, it's amazing how, how convenient we have the three worst candidates now who are ultimately going to run for the presidency and uh, Hillary Obama McCain. And I think you, I could quote you as saying Hillary McBama. Is that what you said today on the show? Hillary McBomber. <laughs> Hillary McBomber. You get me crazy. But uh, you and I both actually predicted that Hillary would have a very big Super Tuesday, and then, uh, Super Tuesday 2, I should say. And it, maybe it wasn't as big as you and I both thought, but I still can't figure out which one of those two they're going to choose. I, I really still feel it's going to be Hillary. Or Hillary. We, we have a running bat here in the studio, Jack, that, yeah. uh, um, you know, uh, I'm picking Obama. I think Obama's going to be the next yeah. president. I, I think, said Hillary uh, a long time ago. Yeah, Tony says Hillary. And, and Pius, what do you got? Oh, oh, he got that one. So, <laughs> so Jack, ultimately, what is, uh, what's your prediction here? Who's coming out of the Democratic well, race? Well, let me tell you, I've not been good at making predictions this time around. I was dead on in 2004. Uh, I knew exactly how that would turn out. I had a pretty good clue of what would happen in the midterms in 2006. I was predicting from the very beginning that this would be an Edwards-Mitt Romney contest because they seem to have the most Bilderberg qualifications. I was just kind of crunching the numbers here. Also, let's not forget, we've never had a woman president. We've never had a black president. We haven't had a senator as president, the top three leading contender senators since John F. Kennedy. So, I mean, you, you factor all these in. And I looked at it and I thought, okay, this is how it's going to work. But I didn't, uh, couldn't count on the X factors, uh, Ron Paul even being one of those X factors, which completely wiped out my predictions. Obviously, uh, I'm uh, sitting here ashamed to have made those predictions. That being said, uh, if I had to pick now, I would go with Obama for several reasons. One is, he's going to get things done. If you put Hillary in, you're going to have really gridlock almost, unless she has some unifying new Pearl Harbor or something under her regime. But for the most part, she's going to be attacked relentlessly from all sides, and she's going to get nothing done because of that. That's going to really stall a lot of the agendas. Uh, I think, you know, it's kind of the same with McCain, though he's able to kind of relate to the uh, so-called independents, though I've never met one that supports him. Uh, he, uh, you know, he can kind of get things done, but Obama can get things done. You cannot criticize him, otherwise you'll be a racist. Uh, you, you can't uh, step on the, the hope and the glory uh, of a first back black president. He's going to be able to get a lot done, and not only that, he happens to have the most and most purest blue blood, believe it or not, of all of the candidates running. All three of the top candidates you can trace to uh, European royalty and the usual suspects like everyone that seems to get into office these days or, or ever. Uh, but Obama seems to have the purest 
most uh, local blue blood right channeled into the old aristocracy. In fact, he is George Bush's 11th cousin, and as he's talked about, related to Dick Cheney. Oh, my goodness. How does, <laughs> oh, how does this know. always happen? These, these family relations. Yeah, and, anybody uh, can be president, but uh, only if they're related somehow, they're related. I guess. <laughs> or and, if you know, and what people are going to say is, okay, well, we're all related somehow, but that's a lot of hooey oh, because God. I challenge any of your listeners to find connections, some kind of family relation to the Bushes, to the Gores, to the Nixons, all of these people related. to John. We had John Kerry and George Bush, both Skull and Bones, member of the same class from the same Yale University. Cousins running in the 2004 election. I mean, come on, wake up here. Yeah, I have to go ahead and leap off a cliff if I had found out that uh, I was related to any of these guys. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, Jack, we've touched upon Barack Obama, and, and despite his charismatic way of speaking, and he is very, very good at speaking, he's got a really, uh, just a really charismatic way of talking in front of large crowds, and he's got a good way of motivating people. And, you know, he uses change in his slogan, and, and even I was kind of falling for it at first. But then I did a little bit more research, and we covered it last show, where if you look at, if you look and research and read, and listen to the language that Barack Obama's used in anything from Jay Leno tonight to when he spoke in front of the Israeli supporters. He's really telling people what they want, yes, but he also slips in a lot of the security, prosperity, yeah. community type talk that is obviously indicative of the SPP.gov plan. And then ultimately I was reading this and said, okay, well, he's one of the players and that's why he's, you know, he is where he is. His top, one of his top political advisors is Austin Goolsby, as you probably know, who's right. one of the most uh, famous Skull and Bones members ever. So he's mm -hmm. Skull and Bones. Hillary went to Yale, and uh, McPain or McWar or McCain is firmly in the uh, front part of the trousers of the Bush family, crime family. So I mean, look, we're going to get what we're going to get. I mean, I think America would be so happy not to have a Bush or a Clinton that they would be completely under the ether for about two years. We're going to watch a good part of our our group, our, our freedom movement here, and the peace and anti-war movement go to sleep for the next couple of years when Obama. Obama gets in, which is why he's the perfect choice. I don't think he started out that way. I'm sure they only meant to get him some credentials so that he could run sometime in the future or that he could be a big political power player, but this is how it ended up working out, and I think that Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton were the last to find this out, and the way they've been looking lately, because they used to say how, what a great speaker Bubba was, and then how he could mesmerize the audience, and how he was the mm -hmm. first black president, and they're the last <laughs> ones to find out here that they're not in it, and that they're going to yeah. have to take some kind of out subservient role potentially so uh, the news wasn't good for them I'm sure they didn't uh, uh, they cried a few buckets of tears here when they heard that and I'm sure they thought they this was promised to them and they were going to get it like uh, I believe the secretary generalship of the United Nations is eventually promised to Bill Clinton uh, but they've got big goals they're not going to quit and they're not going to go away even if Obama gets in one of the things that saddens me, Jack, uh, big time, is that you know a lot of people think think that this is real change that is happening here because we are going to have a senator as a as a president possibly, and because you know we're we are either going to have a black man or or a woman as a president or they're left-handed or whatever the hell else they're saying, and it's it's almost like a, you know, it's almost like we're gonna we're gonna get what we deserve here. Well, that's the old saying, right? You get what you pay for, and uh, we certainly, and in a way, we brought this on ourselves. We seem to deserve it after everything that's been done to us the last, I don't know, 90 years. I mean, we still don't seem to get it. But is it any wonder? See, you're very politically minded. You people do your homework. You've investigated this. You know who the players are and where they come from. The average American just sees the feel-good speech on TV. They go to the rally. The group thinks it sets in, and that's it. That's all they need to know. 
know, I'm telling you, I was watching George Bush at the 2004 election. I'm, I'm literally 40 feet from Cheney and about 60 feet from Bush, if that. There are people around me crying, Stepford Republicans. And I started asking myself the question. I've been working with uh, Fox News for four or five days, and I've been around this constantly. And I'm starting to ask myself the question, well, maybe I'm I'm wrong. Maybe all the evidence I have is isn't true. Maybe maybe <laughs> these people really do want to help us and protect us. Maybe they really do love us. Yeah, the, yeah, absolutely, Jack. I've fallen for that trap too. And even especially if you watch the Democratic debates or the speeches, and again, Barack Obama, you want you listen to him and say, "Wow, you know, maybe maybe we got a chance to get someone in there that's going to start changing the course." But again. You know, you and I and Ben and all of our listeners uh, practically know a lot better, and we know a good politician when we see him. And of course, Ron Paul is the is the greatest politician. It's not just that he's good; uh, he's probably the best we've ever encountered. And you said it today, Jack. You know, we failed. We have absolutely failed because there are people out there that are voting for John McCain. There are people voting for Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, and it's it's disgusting because uh, they just don't understand. They just look at it for, uh, at face value, and they don't understand what's really behind the curtain. But folks, we got a break coming up. We're talking. To Jack Blood, stay tuned. We will get to your phone calls. Listen to the Animal Farm Radio Show. Did you read this? Chicago just became the murder capital of America. I don't understand. It's been a felony to have a gun since '95. I thought that was supposed to prevent murders, not increase them. Criminals will always find a way to get guns, while the rest of us are just left defenseless. Chicago authorities have seized over 75,000 firearms since 1995. And now, Chicago's murder rate is twice as high as New York City. Tonight, while you're asleep, criminals will be at work. Not in Kennesaw, Georgia. In 1982, our city passed a law requiring every household to have a gun. It terrified the criminals, and our violent crime rate is now 75% below the national average. We sleep well here in Kennesaw. Americans who own guns prevent over a million violent crimes every year and save lives. Get the facts. Visit armedandsecure.org. That's armedandsecure.org. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We The People Radio Network. If you're just joining us, we are joined by Jack Blood of the GCN Radio Network. Folks, visit his website, Deadline Live. I know most of you are saying, stupid, we know about Jack Blood. He is a very famous person in our little world here. Uh, Jack, we left off with the, you know, ultimately talking about the false left-right paradigm, and I talked to a lot of my good friends, people I respect, doctors, lawyers, so many people have fallen over the years for the media culture and then ultimately have fallen for the blue versus red, woman versus man, black versus white, you name it, the paradigms that are put in front of us to keep us fighting with each other. So many people fall for these things and they just simply don't see or in many cases don't want to believe or even look at what's really behind the curtain. Jack, your thoughts? It's the goof of all time. <laughs> First of all, I am on the We the People radio network, so they do carry the program on the We the People network. If you haven't heard the program, we're on from 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock Central Time. Monday through Friday, 
And I hope people will tune in because if you tune in, then I get to scare you away. And that's really what I live for. That's, that's how I do it, okay, folks? That's how I roll. Uh, divide and conquer, if that's what you're talking about. I mean, it is amazing how, how, how ignorant we are in the sense that we're so busy fighting each other. I mean, we've got people in the 9-11 movement, if you heard my show today, uh, that, you know, constantly fight against other people in the 9-11 movement, people in the freedom movement, because they don't agree on one thing or the other. They consider the other guy his enemy. Everybody looks at the other guy and says, COINTELPRO, he's working for the government. And, uh, I mean, geez, I don't think we're ever going to make it if we can't get over at least that aspect. We can't look at the common ground that we have and get out of these uh, fake paradigms. There's just no way we're ever going to turn this around. We are slipping even as we're fighting. And, yeah, we've, we've gained some ground. We've won some battles. I mean, this is very much like the early stages of the American Revolution. We're getting our butt kicked all over the place, but we're taking some prisoners. We're taking out some of the camps. Uh, we are repealing some of the legislation. Uh, we're getting more and more people active and aware. But meanwhile, I mean, the, the, the seeds of our fate have been sown. Well, you know, I was I, I was uh, thinking about this today, you know, after I had listened to your show. And, you know, some people are going about the methods and how we're spreading 9-11 truth. Um, some are saying, you know, the in-your-face method is a bad is a bad method. And other people are saying, you know, the blogging method and the peaceful information uh, sharing method is, is the way to go. My whole goal and my whole thought towards the process is if we can just get people thinking that 9-11 that there's that there's shady stuff happening happening with 9/11. Then people can go about dealing with it in their own ways, and maybe some people will deal with it in a way of in your face and telling people to go to hell. Maybe that's how they deal with. Maybe maybe other people deal with it in terms of blogging and sharing information. So if we could just focus on getting more people to to be uh, you know to question 9/11 and what's happening there, I think that's a, a healthy step forward. Yeah, absolutely. And that would that's, be great. I'm glad you brought it up, Jack, because we actually had a caller since we've been on the wrong. Paul Revolution Radio Network. We've had some callers last week. We had a caller in particular. Uh, and I knew this was going on. I knew that a lot of Ron, some Ron Paul fans didn't want you to talk about 9-11 Truth because they felt, okay, you know, you're, they're going to attach it to Ron Paul and therefore it's going to hurt Ron Paul's chances at the presidency. I think that's the least of our worries. And I think Ron Paul, of all people, would say, listen, if you believe in something, you should practice your First Amendment right to free speech. I think of all people living right now, he would be the number one. But, Jack, uh, there seems to be this overwhelming... Uh, ideology amongst some Ron Paul supporters that you're not supposed to think, talk, and request anything regarding the information about 9-11, that somehow it's going to hurt Ron Paul's situation, yeah. even though he, practice, and he practices and preaches the Constitution of the Bill of Rights. Yeah, well, look, where does it end? Say it, say we comply with 9-11, and I kind of did in a way. I didn't want to rock the boat, so I tried. I did uh, have the first interview with Ron Paul when he was began running for president, and he said on that show that he thought we needed a new investigation in 9-11. I think everybody pretty much thinks that. I don't know how much you're allowed to say it when you're on the stage at a presidential debate. It's not for me to criticize him for that, but uh, where do you draw the line? If it's if it's 9-11 and we comply with that, then what else are we going to have to comply with? And we're not allowed to talk talk about secret wiretapping or satellite surveillance or uh, non-lethal weapons or I mean where do we draw the line we're not allowed to talk about chemtrails uh, because it, they put this uh, up on one of the particular blogs we're not allowed to talk about the camps 
there's no re-education camps. There's no concentration camps. There's no Halliburton camps, even though they've been widely reported. There's one up in Hutto here a few miles from me where people are living in it right now. My former webmaster was in one of the camps. Uh, they put in the entire American Japanese population into camps in World War II. But we're not allowed to talk about it. I mean, where do you start drawing the line of what you can talk about and what you can? And who's going to be the one that makes that decision? Who's going to be the ultimate, you know, pinnacle at the top of the pyramid who's going to say, you can talk about this, but you can only talk about it this way? Who's going to make that decision? I'm telling you, that ain't freedom, man. Absolutely. And the other thing, too, Jack, call then, that a democracy. Yeah, let me get your comments on this. The other thing that kind of bothers me, I'm, I'm somewhat of the mentality that, look, if you come across someone who is obviously a sheeple and just doesn't want to hear it and refuses to believe or even look, for that matter, at evidence surrounding anything, it doesn't have to be 9-11. I've gone to people with the uh, RNC, Republican National Convention, when they put the people in the bus depot with the old drums of oil and they were getting sick and breaking out. I've shown examples to so Gitmo many people. Gitmo and the Hubs Hudson, they called it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And, and it's, it's amazing how much in denial people can be. So there's the one mentality that says, look, don't, you know, don't spend too much time. Don't overspend your time with certain people who just refuse to believe it. But unfortunately, those people are the key. It's important and I think vital in a lot of ways, that if we, we have to get the other people, the majority, uh, to wake up. And the other question, the ultimate question I have is, when are, you know, what's going to be your line in the sand? The first question I ask you is, what broke the line in the sand? When do you say, F this, enough is enough, I am not taking this anymore, uh, the network mentality, damn it, my life has value, you know. So, Jack, uh, you know, what have, what have you done to find effective in convincing some of these really lost people? As far as what, 9-11 or just, just that, that something's going on? It always has to be tailored to the person. And this is just like any, I'm a former salesman and a, a sales manager. And look, you got to listen to the prospect, find out, you know, what their needs and wants are. You have to cater your discussion to their individuality because we're all individuals. So to some people, it might be something like eminent domain. To some, it might be civil liberties. To some, it might be national sovereignty. To some, it might be war. To some, it might be false flag terrorism. You see what I'm saying? So to everybody is going to have kind of a different issue. Now, one thing that's going to happen is when Obama gets in or Hillary Clinton gets in and they start this universal health care thing, I don't think Clinton can get away with it, but Obama, again, probably can, and they start uh, fining you and taking your children away because you don't have insurance and you can't get insurance because you're giving them herbs and that's against the rules of your insurance policy, you're going to start seeing some people really pissed off, really outraged. When the economy continues to drop and people are corrected, because this is what it is, it's just an a economic correction, and they're corrected out of their real wealth and their property as the bubble again begins to tighten uh, and lose uh, its value, uh, you're going to see some people that are really pissed off. And I think that the government and the powers that be are literally doing our job for us. They're the ones yeah. out there punishing the people. They're the ones out there that think that potentially they can create a 1984 scenario when every good globalist knows that it's a brave new world scenario that's really going to work. The, the drugging of the population, the making the mm -hmm. population love their slavery and not putting the iron heel or the boot in their face. So that's not going to work. So we have a number of different factions working on the different 
combinations. Meanwhile, we have Americans who are getting screwed over and over and over again. And let's not forget the people all around the world who are going through the same thing. So each individual person has their own line in the sand, their own thing that will turn that light bulb on. And when that happens... They're going to remember all the stuff they read throughout their lives, all the people that came up to them, all the seeds that were planted and watered and given sunlight, and it's all going to come to them in one great enlightenment. Absolutely, and I think you're totally right. You know, everybody is getting screwed ultimately, um, and, you know, that's a big problem. And that's, that's ultimately something that really woke me up, you know, is finding out how screwed you were getting. And, and, and let me say let me say this, because 9-11 backfired on me, okay? It didn't work on me. I, it didn't scare me. I didn't uh, fall into submission. I didn't ask uh, and start crying for somebody to help me. And I didn't want to go out and start, you know, leveling countries into parking lots. I instead did my homework, and I have since exposed and fought the New World Order with every fiber of my being since that day and just thereafter. So it didn't work on me. How many other millions of people, how many other millions of people woke up from that? How many millions of people woke up from Oklahoma City? Yeah, so, absolutely. Every time they do it. And the one thing, Jack, the one thing I think we, I, I hate to use it as something that's beneficial to us, but the one thing we have going for us is that they are extremely arrogant. And um, because there are gaping holes in, in 9-11 type of thing, and even Oklahoma City, which is you know, less gaping holes there, but that thankfully because of technology, because of the Internet, and because of networking, uh, we are able to expose the gaping holes. And 9-11, in my opinion here, is just such, there's so many things that are wrong with the official story. I'm not here projecting or telling people who I think is responsible. At this point, it's irrelevant. That's why a new investigation is the ultimate goal. But you hit about something earlier, and folks, just in, in case, you don't believe what we said or believe what Jack said. Ron Paul does support a new investigation. There's numerous videos on the Internet. Alex Jones has interviewed him. Jack, you've interviewed him. You could Google just, my interview with him, yeah, when he started yeah, the, the campaign. Yeah, absolutely. And this was well, well before his campaign. So uh, just you know, go to YouTube and type in Ron Paul supports 9-11 investigation. There's nothing wrong with that. He uh, supports the family. That's what we call real support for the family members, not this ridiculous neocon support on TV where you're not supposed to talk about it because you're going to hurt the feelings. The, the parents, the victims are the ones asking for the investigation. Uh, but, Jack, just to continue on my point here, uh, there are gaping holes in the story, and I think the only reason why we're, that's beneficial is that it's easier to expose that there is something wrong with the official story because it's blatant. There's no evidence at the Pentagon. Building 7 is a smoking gun amongst anything. It's the biggest smoking gun in history. Yeah, I wonder if uh, the people that are, have woken up from 9-11 have already woken up at this point. But, I mean, we had a problem where not everybody knew the information. They hadn't heard about it. They didn't know. At this point, with the explosion of loose change especially and some of the things that happened here over the last couple of years, uh, the confrontations, the uh, media attention, so to speak. Uh, just about everybody has Googled it or, or they've had something sent to them. So I don't know, you know, what more you can do. All I can remember was when I was semi-asleep and I, you know, survived through Oklahoma City or I survived through Waco and I said, oh, look at those, look at those kooks. You know, but now we didn't have the information devices that we have now. We didn't have the internet, obviously, and so it was a lot harder for us to to get that information. You know, back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. But uh, it didn't wake me up. It took 9/11 to do that, and uh, I dread to say 9/12 or the sequel to 9/11 or whatever else they plan on doing. It, it might take that to wake up a lot more people as well. But look, man, we've got to warn people about this. We've got to tell people about the potential for false flag terrorism. So that 
they are uh, at least cynical and suspicious and that they do understand that if anything else happens, we know who to look to blame rather than as uh, Donald Rumsfeld did on the Pentagon lawn the second this had happened while he was not manning the, the, the government, while he was not protecting us. He was out on the lawn, I guess, trying to help the, the victims uh, that none of which they really found in uh, that the Pentagon. He was giving orders, and there was a FOIA request, which I have on my website, jackblood.com, a FOIA request that said, sweep it all up, go massive, blame this on Saddam Hussein, blame this on Osama bin Laden, whether it's real or not. I mean, we caught him saying that. What more do people want? We right. caught them in the 1993 World Trade Center bombing, admitted on the front pages of the, of the New York Times. There were tapes of it. It was an FBI sting operation that went too far. Took the bomb, trained the driver, absolutely. Most people don't even know that, that it was an FBI sting operation. No. If you try to tell them, that they'll call you a conspiracy theorist or something. This is highly mm -hmm. documented. Yeah, it's understand. It's plus it's understandable why people don't want to believe this. I think generally yeah. people don't want it because they understand that if they do, their instincts, their human instinct says, "Well, if this is true, my human instincts tells me I have to do something. I have to change my beloved lifestyle of coming home every night and putting my feet up on the uh, table and watching TV." And we have, I mean, I don't have to tell you, Jack, and I certainly don't have to tell our listeners because they are great activists. But I, I walk around my neighborhood at seven o'clock at night, and every room is blue and flickering. <laughs> And it just it makes me sick, and it really. And I love TV. Don't get me wrong. It's totally bizarre. It's weird. It's, it's like a it's Twilight really Zone episode. It's yeah. And you look, and you, just, you look at the power lines going to each house, and you say, Wow, you know, everybody just has this same idea. Where yeah, I understand you want to relax after a hard day's work, but uh, folks, people <laughs> honestly believe that what they're seeing on this TV is real, and that it actually well, depicts the, the, what's the going metaphors on between what you've just said and the movie The Matrix are, of course, uh, obvious and astounding. We're living in our own little pods here and uh, they're ex extracting uh, extracting energy from us basically and uh, that's what it is i mean i love that movie man because it really lays it all out and if you can read between the lines it just says everything you're not allowed to really say in public and uh, look we're getting more art like that that's another good thing we're getting more music like that the temperature is being turned up uh, unfortunately, more bad things are going to have to happen before people really start to get it. And at that point, maybe we can decide to quit falling for all these dialects and, and begin really living in reality and really living as individuals, as, as free, sovereign beings. And that's going to be something that's going to be highly addictive, and people are not going to want to give it up once they get a taste of real liberty and real freedom. Well, Jack, we, we're all parked here. More power. <laughs> Yeah, man, there is one of the greatest quotes in the Matrix too. Well, we, we had a we we were just coming into the studio here, and we have all our cars parked outside, and we have a Ron Paul bumper stickers on uh, all the back of our cars, and some guy just walked up to our studio. Yeah, Jack says I, hello to our our uh, Pyth, our sound guy, and is like, hey, I support Ron Paul too. Yeah, I live in we live in Westchester. We're actually broadcasting Westchester, but I live here uh, in the studio, and you know we're just hanging out, and my brother just pulls up, and there's you know Ron Paul signs all over our bumper stickers and all that. And he just walks up to us and says, hey, you know, my name's whatever, and, you know, I'm actually going to a meeting right now about uh, the Republican Party. Really cool, open guy. And, and, you know, it's just the one thing that I take with me, the one thing that gives me comfort, Jack, is that I meet people. I, I, I met a person in the bowling alley the other night. He says, oh, yeah, Infowars.com. Who do you like better, Jack Blood or uh, Alex Jones? Literally, not, not even kidding. And it's just great to know that. 
by one bumper sticker, you know, just with the name Ron Paul on your car, people instantly can come up to you and feel comfortable to start getting back to what is natural community, talking. We're not enemies. I am not against you. I am not uh, against you in any possible way. We are friends and we are family, and that's what we have to get back to. So we're up against a break here, Jack. When we get back, though, we're going to lighten up the uh, conversation. We're going to play Law or Lie, our little game show. Would you like to participate with us, Jack? I'll give it a shot. Okay, great. Stay tuned, <laughs> folks. The Animal Farm Radio Show and with the People Radio Network. Charles Ratner is going to join us as we play Laura Lie. Stay with us. What a special friend you are. Government is best, which governs least. Wake up and smell the fascism. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. What part of unconstitutional do you not understand, George? In today's world full of tyranny and injustice, sometimes it seems the only thing we still have is our freedom of speech. Exercise your freedom of speech by purchasing your choice of hundreds of different Liberty Stickers, from humorous to serious, at LibertyStickers.com. LibertyStickers.com can even customize your own bumper stickers. It's time to stand up for what you believe. Invest in your freedom. Get your stickers at LibertyStickers.com for your family, friends, and community. Go to LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. And express your freedom of speech today. Call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. <laughs> Now you and your friends and family can enjoy the sweetest, cleanest drinking water anytime, even while traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, cysts, parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury, yet leaves in the nutritional minerals your body needs. The Berkey Light is so powerful, it can purify raw, untreated water from remote sources. The optional PF2 filter even removes fluoride. The Berkey Light has a rechargeable LED lighting system and an elevated base for use in places other than a countertop. To get your Berkey system, please visit We the People Radio Network at WTPRN.com and click the Berkey banner or call 512-646-6444. That's WTPRN.com or call 512-646-6444. Your life demands long-lasting power for everything. If you want to find the best battery selection at the best prices, then BatteryStation.com is the place for you. Find common or hard-to-find batteries for practically everything, from computer backup units and camcorders to cell phones and wheelchairs. Go to BatteryStation.com for all your battery supply needs. At BatteryStation.com, you'll also discover high-tech LED tactical flashlights for every task, from trusted names like Surefire, Teptite, Gerber, Pelican, and more. BatteryStation.com offers lights featuring super bright, super tough, long-life LED technology. At BatteryStation.com, you'll find tough, crush-proof, waterproof, airtight, hard cases of all sizes from Pelican, Otter, and S3 Extreme. Visit them today, BatteryStation.com. It's all one word, BatteryStation.com. Or call 417-257-7799. That's 417-257-7799. Your source for batteries and accessories at very low prices. BatteryStation.com. Great host, great topics, brief speech at its best. This is We the People Radio Network.
right, folks, welcome back to the Animal Farm Radio Show and with the People Radio Network. We are joined by Jack Blood. Many of you folks know him. Uh, Jack, I uh, listened to your show today. I know you, you were probably a lot more angry than usual, at least according to the shows I've listened to, but it's time to... We try to keep things fun here, Jack. We try to laugh. We do our best because I think in this, you know, in, in these troubled times, I think we have to. I think we have to try to find something that uh, keeps things on a happy playing field. Yeah, in some there's ways, enough so. angry white men on the radio anyway. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and listen, you know, there's plenty of reasons to get angry, but we do try to uh, humor it up a bit. So we are, I think, joined by Charles Ratner, our legal correspondent. Charles, are you with us? I am. Good All right, Charles. Me. Go ahead, Charles. What's up? Oh, I just wanted to say I'm honored to be on the Animal Farm Show as always, and I'm particularly honored to share these airways tonight with Mr. Jack Blood. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Yes. No, we're all we're all very happy and very honored. But it is, um, like I said, it is time to loosen up a little bit and start laughing. And uh, Charlie, you know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to play. That's right, folks. America's favorite game show, <laughs> created here on the Animal Farm, called Law or Lie. And, of course, as many of you know, we will have Charles Ratner state four laws, one of which is bunk. It is not true. Every other law is true. Charlie is a certified lawyer, so he's not full of it. Or, I don't know, maybe he is because he's a lawyer. I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> Nevertheless. <laughs> um, so, again, folks, four laws. One of them is not true. We want you to guess. Instant message us at Animal Farm Show, one word. And we will try to take your calls and your emails, of course. The number is 888-202-1984. But I'm going to give the floor to Charles Ratner. Charles, it's all yours. Tell us the laws. Let's get it started. Okay, here we go. Tonight we're talking about state constitution. So, law number one, the Ohio state constitution prohibits idiots from voting. Okay. Law number two, the South Carolina constitution prohibits atheists from serving as state officials. Law number three, the Arizona constitution prohibits providing state social services to illegal immigrants. And law number four, the Texas Constitution prohibits granting marriage or any legal status similar to marriage to homosexuals. All right, folks, those are the four laws, and uh, I will repeat them. Oh, boy, Charles, you uh, you always do a great job. Very tough here. I'm going to repeat the laws for everybody. This way we have a fair and balanced argument here where everybody's going to vote. Of course, Jack Blow's going to vote as well. Number one, the Ohio Constitution is prohibiting idiots from voting. Number two, the South Carolina Constitution prohibits atheists from serving as state officials. Number three, the Arizona Constitution prohibits providing state social services to illegal immigrants. And number four, the Texas Constitution prohibits granting any legal status similar to marriage to homosexuals. Now, I have a really strong feeling that Charlie's... Uh, Trying to give us, you know, the obvious answer here, but it's not obvious. But okay, run around. He's giving yeah, us a run around. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jack, trying to trick us. Jack, have you made up your mind of which law is bunk? Well, I, I would take a shot at it. Uh, which one is bunk? Oh, only one of them is bunk. Only one of them is not true. Ever. See, well, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> See, the, the the idea of the game show is, you know, Charles and I we all kind of gather and say, oh, there's a lot of crazy laws in this country. Let's do a game show. One of these laws is not true. Every other law is absolutely law. It's true. So uh, I'll read them one more time for everybody. The Ohio Constitution prohibits idiots from voting. Number two, the South Carolina Constitution prohibits atheists from serving as state officials. Number three, the Arizona Constitution prohibits providing state social services to illegal immigrants. 
And number four, the Texas Constitution prohibits granting any legal status similar to marriage to homosexuals. Okay, I, I, I already have... Uh, I have my guess. I have my guess because, you know, to me, it's, it, I don't know, maybe so. But, Jack, I, uh, if you I don't know what the definition of idiots are. I'm going to go with number four for whatever reason. That just sounds uh, wrong, so if I'm okay, playing the game right. I'm going to go ahead and go with number three that uh, says uh, uh, Arizona prohibits uh, state services for illegal immigrants. I think I think they do provide state state funded services for illegal immigrants. Okay, I don't think guys... that would be in the Constitution. That's why I didn't vote <laughs> for it. Go ahead. Oh boy. All right. So um, Pf is going to go with number four. And I'm going to take the bait that Charles has deliberately put in here for me. <laughs> I know. And I'm going to go with number one. The Ohio Constitution prohibits idiots from voting. So once again, Pia takes four. Jack Blood, you're taking four. Um, ben, you're taking three. taking three. And I am taking one. And then we need the drum roll. Charles, please tell us which law is correct. Uh, the the law is constitutional law is absolutely wrong. Uh, in fact, under under the federal constitution, it's illegal to discriminating against illegal immigrants for some social service programs. Number th number three. Number three is the bunker. Yes. Oh, wow, Ben. Yes. Oh, Once again. Oh. <laughs> okay, well. Jack, you've only played this show once, so I mean, obviously, you're 0 for 1, fine, but i got to tell you, Pia is 0 for 3. I'll tell you what, if I before I understood the game we were playing, I had guessed 3, so I should have stuck with that in the first place. Yeah, I tell you, I always, I, I always say that I should always go with my first one, but, so Charles, um, before you tell us about this law, I mean, any more about this law, i got to ask you, so... Explain to me the rouge here. What exactly is an idiot? Are we saying uh, IQs below whatever? I mean, what yeah, that is an idiot? That... It's mentally incompetent people, but the, the Ohio Constitution actually uses the term idiot. You're prohibited from voting as an idiot, and you're prohibited from serving as a state official as an idiot. Oh, my God. Well, okay. Well, just, just folks, if you're keeping track... If you keep it, Jack Ben, you're what, three for three now? Um, well, last week I Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Yep, I'm, so three, I'm three for four right now. Three for four. I am, like, one for four. Pete is 0 for four, unfortunately. He is just, he's really doing horrible. But, Jack, again, this is only your first time. I'm so 0 for one. I could maybe make okay. it up into the future. Now if I'm going to get to work and read all the constitutions from all the states and, and understand it all before I come back on. Okay, well, Charles, uh, once again, I mean, I say this every week now, but you did a great job. I did take the bait. I knew you put it there for me, but I had to take it anyway just just to hear to what exactly <laughs> this idiot thing was about. Oh, boy. Excellent job, Charles. Thank you. Uh, any last-minute comments, Charles, about the laws or anything else you want to say? Well, I can just run through the, the South Carolina Constitution requires people that serve state offices to believe in a supreme being. And that's okay. uh, Article Seventeen, Section Four, and the Texas hmm. Constitution does prohibit, as of 2005, any legal status similar to marriage—not just marriage, but any legal status similar to marriage. It was no, vague, but I could I could believe that. Sure. That's Article One, Section Thirty-Two, and that's uh, that's this week's Law of Light, gentlemen. Thanks for playing. Good job, Charles. Charles. Thanks. Charles, thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure and a privilege. Law or lie, folks, the Animal Farm Game Show. <laughs> All right, so there we go. See, don't you feel better, Jack, now that we've played a little bit of a fun game here? And then we'll get right back to the... Right back to the bad news and all of the things surrounding us. I feel like so. I've learned something, actually. Uh, <laughs> wherever that was, uh, I probably can't vote, so... Oh. Where is it where idiots can't vote? I, I'm not moving there. Jack, we're, we're actually going to post, uh, We've again, we've done this four times, and we're going to post all of the uh, the laws that have been true and false. There's some amazing laws that I could never believe are true. You know, just, what was that? You can't live, in Florida, you can't live with your boyfriend or girlfriend if you're not married, something like that. Yeah. So we'll post them, but nevertheless. Um, 
Right, Showing so the outrageous uh, <laughs> capacity that there are laws for everything now here in Texas. You can't even ride your bike without a helmet, I guess, but not that that, oh, that would stop me. You can't you walk can ride your motorcycle without a helmet. You cannot ride your bicycle without a helmet. You cannot walk it around in Arizona, where I live, for quite some time. You're not allowed to smoke outside, even at outdoor concerts. They have cigarette police that uh, come and kick you out of the concert. Jack, what, what about uh, what about the recent uh, no hugging for children law for two second hugs in the school? Did that not flip your lid, or was it just me? Or well, I, I mean, we're monitoring everybody's behavior sooner or later. Yeah, we were going to get to that. What I like was the response of the children who d openly defied that and all started hugging for long Absolutely. lengths of time, and good for them. Yeah, I, I think it's great to see that the children haven't been robbed of uh, instinct. And, yes, they are protesting, and I'm glad the parents are behind them, too, Ben. Have you guys uh, that's seen the other that? thing that I get worried about. Have you guys seen the video? Uh, I have it up in my multimedia section at jackblood.com. There was a guy about a year or two ago. He just went out in the street and started giving away free hugs. And people were all coming up and hugging this stranger. It was so moving, man. And you could tell some people were having a bad day, and that just really cheered them up and, and just made their day to get hugged by a stranger. You know, we just don't do I, enough I of that. It. I yeah. saw that video, and I, I loved it. Um, Jack, do you want to stay on the line with us for uh, one more segment here, or do you need to get going? It's your call. I'm, I'm with you guys. All right. Stay on the line. We're talking to Jack Blood. We'll be right back, folks. Chemtrails in the air, genetically modified clone processed food, poison water, radiation, and stress have reduced many of you into toxic cyber blobs. You can't go on like this, and I know you don't want to. Do yourself a favor. Do your country a favor. Be the best you can be and start taking Enerfood now. Enerfood is easy to prepare and cheaper than a cup of coffee to take every day. And speaking of coffee, Enerfood.com has the best all-organic fresh coffee ever. It's fair trade coffee infused with rainforest polysaccharides to, like Enerfood, improve your immune system and not destroy it. If coffee's not your thing, try the all-organic Cocoa Mojo. Enerfood is spelled E-N-E-R, Enerfood.com, or give them a call at 866-762-9238. Mention WTPRN and save 10%. Try Enerfood because you can't be awake when you're always falling asleep. Ron Paul is an honest, humble, genuine man. Ron Paul is the most important candidate I've ever had a chance to vote for in my life. I've been a registered Democrat since I was 18 years old. People from every segment of society want to be free. It is a message of freedom that has drawn us to Ron Paul. Our founding fathers established that we would be able to worship and raise our children, educate our children as we wish. Dr. Ron Paul is an OBGYN physician who has delivered over 4,000 babies, but not once did he perform an abortion. In 1983, Ron Paul predicted the 1987 recession, four years before it happened. In South Carolina, at the debate, he announced that we're going into a recession. It's interesting that Dr. Ron Paul has received more financial contributions from military personnel, active and retired, than any other presidential candidate from either party. My This is Dr. Katherine Albright. I've got a hot tip if you'd like to save money when you travel. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com, your one-stop travel agent. 
Whether you're visiting relatives this Christmas, attending a convention, or just eager to trade the winter blues for an umbrella on a tropical beach, the Bannister Travel Group provides convenient online access to the finest travel and lodging choices available and at competitive rates. Check out their website and compare. I'm betting they can save you money when you book your next trip. And would you like to make money when others travel? View the presentation at BannisterTravelGroupInc.com to see how. Then check out TravelProInsider.com and TravelProIncome.com to learn more about this terrific opportunity. The Bannister Travel Group proudly sponsors Joe Bannister's Freedom Above Fortune radio show and hopes you'll consider them as your one-stop travel resource to arrange your next trip or help you pursue your own opportunities in the travel industry. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com. Visit them today. Jack Blood. Catch Deadline Live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Central. Monday through Friday. Right here on We the People Radio Network. WTPR. Eight 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 two eight 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 two zero two nineteen eighty four, ladies and gentlemen. Regardless of an animal farm, we got Jack Blood on the horn with us, and we're uh, chilling with him. Jack, we were just talking about children standing up for their rights. I have this article right here, which is classic in my opinion. Kids shut down school lunch by paying with pennies. Mm-hmm. They shortened their lunch. And the kids decided to protest by paying with tons of pennies for their lunch. The hour lunch became the half-hour lunch, ultimately. That's what happened. So uh, it's it's nice to see, at least, and get your thoughts here, Jack, but it's nice to see that, like I said before the break, that children haven't been totally robbed of their instinct and their you know moral ethics and, and all the things you're supposed to do when you face tyrannical school governments in this situation. And at least they're doing so. At least they're standing up for what they believe in. That's the bottom line. That's what America's all about. Well, pennies are a long way from the RFID card or the biometric lunch card or the internal microchip that they're going to be asked to take in the future. So I, I hope they stand up. You're right. Like the song says, our children are our future. This is why, if you know, you listen to my show, I gear it to a younger audience because they're the ones that are going to help get us out of this. And a lot of us older people may be a little set in our ways, but... Hey, I, I like the, the rebellious nature in children. That is something that is trying to be stamped out. That's exactly what No Child Left Behind is all about. It's exactly what the new Freedom Initiative is all about, which we thankfully defeated here in Texas, the forced psychological testing and drugging of your children. They want to find children who are system breakers. Uh, some people have called these the children of the new earth or even indigo children, if you want to go there. And it is the job of the... Uh, powers that be to identify any potential troublemakers and to make sure they're drugged into submission and instantly labeled with ADHD, which, of course, now, according to the new law, H.R. 2640, which has been called the Veterans Disarmament Act, it's the Nix Improvement Act of 2007, if you've taken any drugs for ADD, you'll never be allowed to own a firearm. So it all seems to work perfectly until the kids stand up and bring their pennies to the table. Complete control with just the flick of a switch. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't agree more. And these these laws that are getting passed are terrifying, you know. And it's a shame that you know our the younger children that are that are really being roped into these laws aren't getting asked uh, their opinion on them in any way, shape, or form. And it's just the parents, the ignorant parents, that are kind of uh, going along with this and making decisions for this for the, for their kids, and you know. Yeah, that's the thing. And then the sad thing is it's one thing to for the government to try to pass laws against us. You know, we're adults. We at least have a chance to research and not watch American Idol and do some research about our own laws that we live by and, and swear by. But, you know, it, it really gets me angry. And just listen to our last show, and I need not explain. 
but uh, I am fed up, Jack, with what is going on with our children. Everything from the drugs, everything from the the mind control in the schools, and uh, just the the ways in which they're being manipulated. And I know you had Judith McGeary on. Uh, I think it was uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. executive director of Farfa, and she was talking about how you know the farmers and the the milk from the cows being tainted with hormones, and that's the other thing too, the food that we're giving our children, and never mind the drugs that we're giving to them to fall asleep and to wake up and to shut up, but on top of it, the milk and the cheese and all the food that we're giving them to eat is so tainted that their bodies are reacting to it because their bodies obviously. Are yeah, still I don't going. know what's more disturbing: the fact that our, our entire food supply is tainted in this direction, as well as our water and the air and everything else. I don't know if it's more disturbing to know that, because there's a way around that, or more disturbing that parents don't care what they put inside their children. Uh, That seems to me to be very disturbing, and it's an ongoing fight in my house. Now, my boy has no birth certificate. He has no Social Security number. He basically doesn't exist, no vaccinations. He is in the – and he's a picky eater, but we have to work with it, and we try to do the best we can uh, with organic foods and different things we can do. We're constantly modifying and working it. Uh, He's homeschooled. He's one of the healthiest, smartest, most well-behaved kids you'll ever see. You can ask anybody who knows him. And uh, and we've done that all without the help of the government. Incredible stuff. Amen, Jack. I agree 100%. Jack, uh, thanks so much for coming on the air with us and, and, and hanging out, man. It's uh, my pleasure, guys. You have, a and, great, and... you have a great show. And uh, look, you, you need to really work and get the show out there. We need more shows like this. So it's my honor to be on. Ask me anytime. I'd be happy to join you. Thanks, man. We're going to head down to Texas, and we're, we want some frothy brews with you. Yes, absolutely, Jack. And feel better. Feel better as soon as possible. I'm good. Thanks, guys. Keep the faith and stay bold. All right, folks. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show. We shall return. Stay with us. Your phone calls and much more news on the way. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Tyranny getting you down, folks. New World Order got you on the run. But don't fret, you got the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. Thank you again to Jack Blood for joining us. You just missed it, folks. Jack Blood uh, was with us for over an hour. Many of you already know him. I don't have to tell you this, but his website, DeadlineLive.com, JackBlood.com. Yeah, and by the way, Jack Blood does have an extremely popular forum out there. He does. Um, Very popular. It's where I get a lot of my information from. Yes. You know, and it's good, Jack, uh, before he left, he said, you know, he tries to contour to a younger audience, and I think his show is very effective in that way. You know, it's, and like we try to do here too, Ben, you know, not to compare, but it's, you know, you got to look at what's going on, and you got to try to find a way to maybe laugh, but also just try to remember what we have, and remember that we're so lucky to be able to sit here and talk, and talk to guys like Jack Blood, and your callers too, and, and just realize that we have a chance to fight this. You know, you gotta be, yeah, you got to be thankful at least, and... <laughs> Um, so, you know, folks, it, this is what's going on. And, you know, I was all riled up last year. I tried to calm down a little bit because it, it's tough and it gets to you and it really bothers me what's going on. But uh, I take comfort in the fact that uh, our president, George Bush, 
thinks that we should be thankful to the telecom agencies for illegally wiretapping I on us. I love this. George W. <laughs> I love you know, this. How, how, I, I just, what I can't figure out, you know, and, and I should probably figure it out as soon as possible. I'm in a radio talk show over here, but how do you preface this type of article? I mean, I know this George Bush has insulted us with the, uh, the idea that the war has no effect on the economy declining and all this other uh, riffraff. And Pia obviously has made an entire soundboard out of George, uh, George Bush. So. Um, okay, George, take a drink, George. It's all good. Um, so nevertheless, folks, I want to cover this. Uh, Americans ought to say thank you to telecoms for performing a patriotic service. And it just doesn't get any more friggin' bizarre. Uh, the Bush administration has lost an, launched an aggressive campaign to pressure the House into passing retroactive immunity for telecoms that participated in the government's warrantless wiretapping program. Because they compiled and illegally wiretapping their customers, telecoms currently face around 40 lawsuits Yesterday, in a speech to the National Association of Attorneys, General Bush... Oh, Attorney General, sorry, I didn't say General Bush. <laughs> oh, boy. Slip of the tongue there. National Association of Attorneys General, that's what the article says. <laughs> Bush sharply criticized Americans who were suing the telecoms. I'm going to shut up and just play... Not our, only once, that's right, but George. twice. Thank you, George. I'm going to just play our fearless leader talking about this. Just, just listen to this. Just painting with words. <laughs> There's a lot of legal complexities on the, uh, on the Pfizer renewal debate. But the real issue comes down to this. To defend the country, we need to be able to monitor communications of terrorists quickly and be able to do it effectively. <laughs> and we can't do it without the cooperation of private companies. Now, unfortunately, some of the private companies have been sued for billions of dollars because they are believed to have helped defend America after the attacks on 9-11. you <laughs> <He> pause that? <laughs> That's They've uh, been sued because they were defending America, <laughs> as, yeah. if, as if the people that have, uh, are, are upset with our civil rights being violated are suing the telecom companies because they're protecting America, because we don't want America protected. We yeah. want America under attack. Yeah, we're evil. I suppose I suppose that it's a little bit too much to ask that uh, my president knows the Fourth Amendment and that it is illegal to wiretap Americans, but, you know, he goes on. Now the question is, should these lawsuits be allowed to proceed? Or should any company that may have helped save American lives be thanked for performing a patriotic service? Should those who step forward to say we're going to help defend America have to go to the courthouse to defend themselves? Or should the Congress and the President say thank you for doing your patriotic duty? I believe we ought to say thank you. Yeah, I, say, I think we should shut say... Shut up! You <laughs> shut up! You shut up! <laughs> yeah, let's say thank you to companies for breaking the law because it's patriotic. The guy's a lunatic, man. He's completely lost his mind. You know, just, uh, I guess, file that under the double thing category. I don't, I don't know. But uh, if I could ask George W. one question, it would be, what would make you think we will believe this? And Drugs you know, and alcohol. Oh, oh, thank you there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think George, and I, and I, I don't want to get on a Bush tirade again, but I think he's almost at the point where he's like, I don't even want to read this speech. Yeah, I don't even like, care anymore. I'm out of here. How many months am I out of here? And, yeah, I'm on TV. Pound of my fist. Oh my! Don't goodness. care too much about what's going on. Yeah, and it's it, again, it's it's not funny, and and you could sit there and say, what the hell are you guys laughing about? This is, and I know it's killing us, it's destroying our country, but um, well, we got a lot more news. We got to try to make something funny here. When we get back, 
uh, soldiers, Iraq and v- uh, Vietnam and Afghanistan veterans, speak out against the war. Stay tuned, folks. Animal Farm Radio Show. We're the people. I like you. Thank you, George. People who use Cardivite know about the pollutants in our body and want them out. For over five years, Cardivite has proven itself time-tested. Here's Dr. Matson, a naturopathic doctor's thoughts on Cardivite. In our mind, there isn't such a great big mystery to disease anymore. This basic tenet of yeast in the gut and metals in the liver covers at least 70-80% of the diseases that we see. When we do our program, you know, herbal formulas like Cardivite, and you see someone who could barely walk up a hill now going for regular jobs, few months later, we know we're doing something right. It's a well-thought-out formula. I mean, the idea of it working on yeast and metals both at the same time and liver function is dead on. It, you'll find, I think, that it'll work more than just on, on heart problems and circulation problems. It'll work on other problems as well. For more information, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit our website at www.heartdrop.com. That toll-free number again, one 877 It's progressing, and it's only a short time until it's completely taken over every aspect of your life. We are entering martial law. There are ten telling signs of martial law. America has them all. Use the short time left to protect you and your family with the vital information in this book. Find this infobomb online in book form at survivemartiallaw.com. This book will tell you everything you need to know and how to prepare. Know exactly what you'll need to have hidden to live and how to survive under severe martial law. The worst part of martial law is in the beginning stages. SurviveMartialLaw.com will show you how to act around controlling troops, where to store life-saving supplies, and what to look for. Surviving can be difficult, but possible. Arm yourself with the knowledge, as this is the only weapon you will have to protect your family. Go to S-U-R-V-I-V-E-M-A-R-T-I-A-L-L-A-W.com or call 608-819-8011. Act today, as there will be no warning. Since 1988, Herbal Healer Academy has been the global supplier of the finest natural medicines. We specialize in keeping you alive and healthy. We provide outstanding products like ECX, colloidal silver, olive leaf extract, oregano oil, and hundreds of herbals, oils, books, and educational materials. We have homeopathic detox solutions for chemtrails, radiation, MSG, and aspartame poisoning. We also train naturopathic healers via correspondence education. Why wait any longer? Go ahead and do it today. Sign up on the web and receive our new 120-page catalog and a current Herbal Healer newsletter free. Simply log on to HerbalHealer.com and check out the online member testimonials and our hundreds of exceptional products. That's HerbalHealer.com, your website for safe, effective, natural alternatives and education. That's HerbalHealer.com. News, politics, cover-ups. Government corruption. You're listening to We the People Radio Network. WTPRN. Keeping with the uh, animal farm tradition of educating people and uh, keeping things funny at the same time, I have this great uh, video right here. (laughs) Diebold accidentally leaks results of 2008 election early. And this is from The Onion, so it is not real. Oh, of course. But it is funny and very educational. Moving on. 
on. If you planned on following the presidential election in November, you might want to plug your ears. A big election spoiler is coming up. A minor software glitch at the Diebold Corporation today caused thousands of electronic voting machines to accidentally release the results of the 2008 presidential election months ahead of schedule. According to the group of military and corporate leaders that has chosen every American president since Eisenhower, Diebold's mistake marks the first time the nation's leader has been revealed prematurely. I don't even know if I can enjoy the sham election now that I know who's going to win. If you can't trust your shadowy overlords to keep a secret, what is the purpose, really, of voting in the public democracy? Uh, I'm fine with it. I mean, he was going to get my meeting this vote anyway. Despite the leak, all of the presidential candidates have so far said they'll continue their campaigns. Hillary Clinton isn't about to give up just because she lost the election. She'll give up when she's supposed to on election day <laughs> and she'll act surprised joining us now to talk about the leaked results is Diebold PR spokesman Ernie Kenilworth Mr. Kenilworth this was quite a mistake and we at Diebold would like to formally apologize to all of our shadowy puppet masters this will not happen again <laughs> please have mercy on us do you think that people will still even vote in this election we certainly hope they will this country is based on the fantasy that the government is the voice of the people. <laughs> Going through the motions of voting and keeping all the kingmakers dealing secret is uh, central to our culture. Why, why do we need electronic voting machines in the first place? They're just not as reliable as our cloaked masters, no matter how good the software gets. Well, I understand people's concerns, but from now on, we at Diebold will see to it that uh, we properly safeguard the illusion of democracy for all Americans. <laughs> well, let's hope so. So, for those of us who will watch, what can we expect on election night? Oh, the same great show that you have always seen. Uh, we will be pretending to count votes, and uh, we will be running a, a, an ongoing total throughout the night. But wouldn't it be possible for them to just choose a different president so that we'll still have that same great surprise? No, I don't think so. However, uh, that does not rule out the possibility for a staged assassination uh, after the president has been placed in office. Oh, I take it that's a hint. <laughs> you won't get anything else out of me today, Jim. I already said too much. All right. Well, oh, thank you yeah. for being with us, All Mr. Right. Well, you know, once again, there's both sides to the coin here. One side is it's funny, and the other side is that it's kind of true. That's the sad yes. part. Uh, speaking on a much more serious note, folks, you know, we we, uh, we covered the puppy dog story, great, you know. But we've also covered a lot of stories. You know, there's a lot of really tough stories and issues coming out of Iraq and Afghanistan with our troops. And uh, the good news, and we actually forgot to talk about this last week, but uh, the soldiers are testifying against the war. They are protesting, and I think the numbers are even greater than the Vietnam War. But I'll read a little bit of this story uh, out of the truth out. So Maya Shinwar is her name. I'll spell that later. From March 13th to 16th, about 300 veterans of the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan will follow in the footsteps of their predecessors, gathering for a second winter soldier conference. Now, as many of you know, 37 years ago, in the midst of a bitter cold Michigan winter, uh, 109 Vietnam veterans gathered at a Howard Johnson Motel Auditorium in Detroit to tell their stories and, you know, I guess to, to do a lot more than just that, to really get the word out. So uh, they, these, these soldiers gathered uh, for a second Winter Soldier Conference in Silver Spring, Maryland, organized by Iraq Veterans Against the War, or IVAW. It will make up the largest gathering ever of Iraq and Afghanistan veterans. Their mission, to tell the story of the war in the terms of those who have actually lived it. And, uh, yes, can we get some applause? Thank God. Yeah. It's a quote. Big time. This, thank you. I mean, it... 
it just gets me so angry for people who, you know, who promote and are for this war yet have never even seen what it's about and don't know what's going on, you know, on the ground. Yes. This is a moment when veterans won't let anyone else speak for us, said Aaron Hughes, an Iraq veteran who initiated the new winter soldier effort. We hear from the pundits, we hear from the politicians, we hear from the generals, but we don't hear from the soldiers who have walked the streets, who have been there, and know what it's about. We're the ones who can bring out the cruelties and dehumanization of the U.S. foreign policy. Sorry about that. <laughs> the event, which will accommodate about 700 veteran advocates, social workers, support staff, and members of the media in addition to veterans, will combine soldier testimonies and expert panels. The panels are intended to provide a factual context for the personal stories. Panels and testimony will be grouped into 12 categories. Now, here are the, some of the categories, Ben. Just, just to give you an example mm-hmm. of what's going to be talked about here. Here, here, here they go. Killing and wounding non-combatants, mishandling of dead, dead people, torture and abuse, sexual assault, discrimination in the military, destruction of civilian property, veterans' benefits, uh, other issues that you know that deal with the benefits of the and GI resistance. Wow. So, and that, those are just some of the uh, issues that I'll be talked about. So again. It's just nice to know, A, that this is even happening, that the soldiers are gathering and, and getting together and doing what's supposed to be done, to yeah. group into numbers and, uh, you know, really get the effort going. And then hopefully they can get somewhere with this and, you know, hopefully we can... Hopefully the media will cover this. Probably not, but uh, maybe. No, they're they're going to be deemed un-American because they're talking about, again, you know, talking out against the war that they've served in yeah, every time. And... Uh, you know, we we did obviously we had Jeff in Kentucky and we had another veteran I think Reed in Virginia I think it was he was in Virginia but his name is Reed. You know, we've had veterans on the show, folks, and, you, and I don't have to tell you you've listened to a lot of Patriot Radio and, and more and more you hear phone calls uh, of, of the soldiers and you hear them talking about yeah. what's really going on and what's you know the misconceptions, the hundreds of misconceptions about what, what's really happening over in Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah. And uh, one point that was emailed to us, I think it was by, I think it was by Jeff in Kentucky. He said that you know most of the time when it, when anybody comes out on the news, mainstream media, and talks about it for the war, any veteran that is mm-hmm. that talks out for the war is the person who barely even has service time on the ground. It's you know they were just in the uh, embassy, for example, or just in the building and never actually got fight time. So yeah, that's what he said. I didn't say it. You know, don't quote me, but. Uh, either way, folks, I think it's nice. I think it's nice to at least hear what the soldiers have to say because, again, absolutely, they have not had a voice. When was the last time you can tell me that an, an Iraq or Afghanistan veteran has been on TV talking at all about the war for or against? Then they don't get the time. It's just Brian Kilmeade and you know, William Crystal and all these other people who get paid a lot of money to push the agenda. Yeah, absolutely. Forward. And every single oh, that man is sick. every single uh, every single soldier that we've talked to is is absolutely sick over this puppy story um, and and does not make excuses in terms of their uh, their their fellow soldiers. I mean, it's just they just they don't make excuses. ABC News has made an excuse though. ABC oh, News God. runs defense for puppy killer, and they claim it as a way of coping. Um, not not really a sick act or anything like that, but a way of coping with what's going on around them. So if I'm having a bad day at work or something, I'll just come home and, and just, maybe yeah. snap my dog's neck or something, yeah. you know, just to take the edge off. Yeah, and I mean, you obviously, no you, you can't obviously compare our workday to theirs, but again, mm-hmm. the, you know, whether the media thinks they're doing the right thing or not, 
they're 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 actually hurting the cause and they're hurting the soldiers more than they're helping because the soldiers are speaking out against this and saying no, this is not acceptable. This is you know not what not the message we're trying to send out there. And, and Ben, you went down the list and we won't repeat it, but you went down the list of things, the stories that we've heard, much worse than throwing a puppy off a cliff. We heard of blowing up cats. We've heard of. I mean, it's not funny, but it's you know you think about it from the cartoon standpoint. I hope you're kidding. Yeah, no, I'm not kidding. No, and and, and much 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 worse than this. And I won't get into it, but you can imagine. When someone loses their mind, trauma uh, based on war, what's going on, it's it's really terrible. But uh, we are planning to have Ben. We are planning to have Jeff in Kentucky on the show, uh, and hopefully many other veterans. Please, folks, email us uh, info at animalfarmshow.com. Ben at animalfarmshow.com. Anything mm-hmm. at animalfarmshow.com uh, will come to us. We want to hear from you. This is ultimately your show as much as it is ours. Absolutely. And just to let you guys know, we will be putting the rant line up soon. Oh, that's right. So we do want you to call into that rant line. Uh, sober. <laughs> maybe not sober. Uh, whatever you want. Um, but really just give a call in and, and tell us what you think. Yeah, I mean, you know. Share your mind. Share your thoughts. Try to put the, you know, I guess the idea here is for the first draft is try to put the enthusiasm that I usually put into sports and other things, put it into politics. You know, we have a lot of views. And, and if, you, if you violently disagree with us, just tell us and you use any language you want. We will bleep out the bad words, of course. But again, what the f*** you think is my opinion? <laughs> That's the kind of example that we're looking for. The number is 914-613-3166. 914-613-3166. That's actually our old reviewer number anyway. But hey, uh, just leave a message after the beep. And again, go on for as long as you want. I think you could leave like... 15-minute messages, so let it all hang out, folks. Get, let out some of the steam, and I think you'll feel better yeah, afterwards. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to hear from you <laughs> screaming and wailing like you're Alex Jones. Yeah, and we're going to talk more about the rant line. It's still kind of in the beta phase, but we want we want to get a couple phone calls. And the idea, and just to let you know what we're thinking about, is uh, you know if we get a really good rant, maybe we can incorporate it to some of our bumpers and some of our little breaks there because it's it'll be, be you know become part of the animal farm. But become one with the farm. Yes, become long live the farm. farm. Long live the farm. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Just to let you guys know, animalfarmshow.com is the website. Um, go there and, and visit and uh, sign up for the forums and uh, have your way. You know, become become one with the farm. Absolutely. The the, the uh, rant line will be up um, very soon, and we'll uh, have that on our homepage. Thank you very much for uh, for coming on the show, Jack Blood. Thank you, JackBlood.com. Uh, check out his website and sign up for, for his uh, forums over there. Yes, folks, sorry we missed your call tonight. We were very busy with Jack Blood, but next week, once again, Tuesday, uh, we are slated to have Jeff Kentucky, veteran of the Iraq War. He will give us his thoughts and many of your phone calls and more news and crazy stuff and the political stuff. So stay tuned, folks. Next week, Tuesday, you will have the Animal Farm Show with the People Radio Network. Have a great weekend. Take care. Thank you. Goodbye.